0: Episode It's the next episode of Zippy the Wondersnail and This Week at Little Hills, and we'll talk a bit more about that in just a second and what all that means. But first, I am here with my co-host and co-commissar, Jason. Hey, Jason, how are you doing today?
1: I'm uh, doing good, Tim. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. So this is a little bit different, uh, different in several ways. One, it's the first Zippy the Wondersnail episode for which we have video footage, which is quite exciting.
1: Ooh. Very dangerous for the audience, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, very dangerous indeed. And it also is overlapping with what we've been doing on this week at Little Hills. We've been going through the Psalms this year, uh, going all the way up to where we are right now, which we're going to be starting at Psalm 115 today. And so we've been doing that. Jason and I and several others, Melanie and Jim, have been going through that. And as it turns out, we're due for a Zippy the Wondersnail episode. At the same time, Jason and I are trying to do a joint Psalms devotional recording. So we're going to do the all Psalms, all the time episode of Zippy the Wondersnail here tonight. And so this is going to be exciting.
1: I think it'll be great. Maybe yeah. they won't well, sleep this time.
0: Well, no guarantees there, but well, before we jump in, um, it's been a while since we've been together at Zippy the Wonder Snail. It's, it's good to have you here again, comrade. Good to be here with you.
1: Indeed. I don't even remember when the last one was, truthfully.
0: Well, it was before you you hightailed South Carolina and started teaching high school English.
1: Oh, that's right. So so I am I am in glorious South Carolina right now. I am in Chirah, South Carolina, which is just over the border with North Carolina, Um and on this glorious first day of fall, it was ninety five degrees in Chira today. Ooh, wow! Yeah, well, and we're gonna get a cool. We're gonna get a cool off tomorrow, uh, but it will cool off all the way to seventy seven degrees. Everyone's very excited. Seventy seven degrees. That's
0: crazy. Uh, I guess you're getting something on the cool front we've had just passed through today so we're recording obviously on thursday for those who go ahead and analyze the the weather forecasts. um but we had 97 i think it was yesterday a new record and today we barely dipped into the 70s or reached the 70s we didn't dip into the 70s we reached the 70s for the rest of the time we were in the 60s i think overnight it's going to be in the 50s so just crazy yeah yeah it,
1: it won't be cold here and it may never be classified as cold by anyone in Missouri down here. They're like we get snow some years
0: uh, i uh I, I'm sorry, comrade, you'll have to get some uh artificial snow or something.
1: yeah, you'll have to get your snow machine out and send me some down
0: well be I would be most glad to do that. In the meantime, though, we do have some psalms to dig into today. And as we do, uh, as is our custom on Zippy, for those of us who don't normally join us on there, we do like to have our sponsors. And our sponsor tonight is faithtree.com biblical. Uh, Faithtree.com biblical is a -a word-a-day game, sort of like Wordle, except using Bible words. And Jason has, um, you know, in just a terrible fit of unreasonableness, refused to play. He's been protesting ever since the first time he played it. Uh, but I, but you should give it a try.
1: I because I was outraged.
0: Yes, yes. It, it is challenging at times because you'll find at times the word of the day is a biblical name or something that's quite hard. But, but it's a fun way to get to know the Bible a bit better, and it's just part of what we get to do it at faith tree. And so I encourage you to go to biblical.com. You'll also find anagram all a second word game every day there as well. So check it out. biblical.com. Well, again, we're we're kind of split personality tonight. We are digging into the Psalms and we usually divide those up so that you can go through them throughout the week at grow.faithtree.com, which you've heard about on Zippy, the wonder snail and So we are going to look first at Psalm 115, and we'll try to look at that together as a group by Monday or so. And so if you read through it and want to discuss it, I encourage you to go to grow.faithtree.com over the week, and you can go on, and we'll be looking at that and talking about it together. Maybe mention something that's meaningful to you in it. And Comrade, maybe you'd like to get us started talking about Psalm 115.
1: I think Psalm 115 is really interesting because it starts off, um, not to us, O Lord, not to us, this is verse 1, but to thy name give glory for the sake of thy steadfast love and thy faithfulness. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Uh, verses 1 and 2. So we we sometimes we get in this mode where we think, that only in the New Testament did we start to believe that we're giving God glory and not trying to give glory to ourselves. But all the way back here in the Psalms, um, the people of God recognize that they should give God glory um, and not try to give it to themselves. And here it is. And, and they're asking, uh, the psalmist is asking God to glorify his name for, um, for his own sake. Um, for the sake for the sake the sake of thy steadfast love, and thy faithfulness. There's your favorite word, comrade. Steadfast mm-hmm. love, yes. Yeah. Hesed in the Hebrew. Um. And so the nations around wouldn't say, "Where is their God?" They'll know He's there because He is. He's vindicating His people, and He's showing His steadfast love. So. Yeah. Uh, it goes on. Our God is in the heavens; He does whatever He pleases. And then in the following verses, it just talks about the foolishness of idols. Uh, skip ahead to verse six: They have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell, they have hands but do not feel. In verse seven, um, feet but do not walk, and they make it and they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them are like them which is dead. So are all who trust in them. If you trust in idols, you're dead. And then as we pick it up in verse nine, Oh, Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Oh, house of Aaron, put your trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. So, um, and it will go on. Um, let me read these next couple. Verse 12, The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. So in in Christ, uh, all this in verse 12 and 13 applies to us. Um, so even though, even though in the original context, this is to Israel, this is to the house of Aaron, Um, Through Christ, uh, this applies to all of us who trust in Christ. He will bless us. He will be mindful of us. We will be blessed in him, both small and great, doesn't matter who we are. And then more promises. More promises. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. And then think back to to Acts chapter 2 when Peter is giving the sermon. And he he says of baptism, after he offers baptism in Christ for for repentance and the forgiveness of sins, he says, and this promise will be for you and your children, those who are near and those who are far off. So he will bless those who fear the Lord in this, uh, verse 13, both small and great. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth in verse 15. And then it just talks about how the heavens belong to the Lord. And the earth is ours to take care of, but uh, everything is the Lord's and we're just here to take care of it. And then verse 18, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. So it comes to the end. We're back to praise. We we go through and we we recount his deeds of faithfulness to us. And then the only response to his faithfulness to us is praise.
0: That really seems to be the heart of these sounds we're looking at here, doesn't it? Uh, it all comes back to praise and the, the good that we, we experience, it takes us to praise the challenges we face. It takes us to praise, but the key thing, and I think this is what's so encouraging here is that it's appropriate for God's people to do what happened that you point out back in verse 2, that that we can be so confident in who God is that we can come to him and say, why should the nation say, where is their God? We, we can be confident that God works through us and is with us, and people should be able to look at us and not see everything going perfectly. It's not a promise of of prosperity in the sense that you hear of prosperity preachers but something deeper and better that that experience of the steadfast love you mentioned at the very beginning in verse 1 that experience of a god who's living and so our lives are 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 driven by hope the the contrast that god isn't just an idol but he's there and and so when we come to the end of this psalm and and we praise him and we praise him forever. We can do that because we know he's actually good and there. And uh, he's good and there in all the uncertainty that we're facing in the world right now. It feels like such an uncertain world. Um, but he's there in it. And, and what could be better than that?
1: And sometimes uh, we mentioned hope just a couple of you. A few seconds ago, you mentioned the word hope. And sometimes we can get caught up in wondering what that actually means. And hope in the scriptures and in theology means something very precise. Hope that God gives is that which pushes us toward Him to seek Him and the goodness that He is um, and the mercy that He offers. So so hope in that sense um, is not just this vain wish that something good would happen, but it it's that it's that spiritual desire to push us toward that which is good from God yes. and and that's super encouraging and yeah, like you said, we can we can we can anchor our lives to that because we can anchor our lives to the goodness of God.
0: Amen. well, um why don't we go on then? We see a lot more of this demonstrated in Psalm one sixteen. And I know you've been uh, formulating some really good insights, uh, things that I've read Psalm 116 a number of times. They they had not struck me. Maybe you'd like to just take us through what we see in Psalm 116.
1: Yeah, it, it starts off this way. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications because He he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. Um, so, right there, I'll say, you know, this is normal. This is a human thing. We want to, we want to give back to the Lord because he is he has been faithful to us. Sometimes it can be practical. We don't have to be so spiritual that we that we say, I I love you um, for no reason at all. I don't love you for any good thing you've given me, um, but we can start with, okay, he's given us good things, and we're thankful for those things, and therefore, we praise him for that, yes. um, so let's start there, and yeah, God may call us to go further, and he may take away a lot of comforts, but it starts off, hey, he got me out of some stuff, and so I'm going to thank him for that, so it goes on, the snares of death encompass me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord, verse 4. O oh Lord, I beseech thee, save my life. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple, in verse 6. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O oh my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. So he goes on, he, he has delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. Um, and he goes on, just the Lord being faithful in struggle. We'll skip ahead here. Verse 12, what shall I render to the Lord for all his bounty to me? Um, and here's where it gets interesting. Verse 13, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Um, right there, I see uh, the Lord's Supper. Because the cup of salvation, um, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Um, th- that, that culminates in the Lord's Supper, and uh, another word we use is the Eucharist. Because that is Thanksgiving in the Greek, that's what Eucharist means. Uh, the, the meal of Thanksgiving or the sacrifice of Thanksgiving so and again we're thanking God uh, let's bring it into the New Testament for what Christ has done it's done uh, it's not something that we hope for him to do mm-hmm. we, we're we are we are thanking him for it is finished Uh, every time we celebrate the Lord's Supper. So that's something, and this is going to get even more focused on Christ as we go forward. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. And I said to you before we went on the air, um, this sounds like the end of Psalm 22, which was the psalm that Christ himself was teaching from Uh, as he was dying on the cross. It starts off, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But it ends with, I will praise your name in the great assembly. I will tell of your faithfulness to a people yet unborn that that the Lord has done this. So it's taken us back there. And then again, um, listen to this, skip ahead to verse 16 of this psalm. O Lord, I am thy servant. I am thy servant, the son of thy handmaid. And we know uh, from Luke's gospel, we know who called herself the handmaid of the Lord. That's Mother Mary. She did that. So the son of the handmaid is Jesus. So thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. It's even more obvious. There's Eucharist again. And call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. So when we come together in worship, we are are being, in the New Testament, we are being led by Jesus to do that. That is New Testament worship. When we come in to the presence of the Lord, in the temple that is him, his body, Mm -hmm. is now the temple of the Lord. Picking that up from John 2 and he is leading us in that that true worship of God the worship of the father in spirit and truth from John 4 um so there it is in Psalm 116 i don't know if it's if it's christological according to most of the commentators but it is to me so Psalm 116 is very much about Jesus
0: well and you raise an interesting uh point there as we look at it, there's certainly an application that would make sense to the people in Old Testament times, uh, that they could come and they they could live this. But what we see, and we see this so often in the Psalms, we see it in general in the Old Testament as it prepares us for Jesus, that it anticipates a greater fulfillment in Jesus. And so here, even though all of us can participate in coming before God in, in, in Thanksgiving, how much richer is it with Jesus at the heart of that? And so you look at the Old Testament people of God, and they're seeing a foretaste of it. And for us who, who look back at the earthly ministry of Jesus, we can look at it and, and see, oh, we get to follow Jesus. This is what it looks like to, to follow in the example of Jesus. We, we live a life of praise. And we come before the assembly and praise God. And as we do that, and I love the connection you make there with with the Lord's Supper or the Eucharist, this, this constant return to Thanksgiving. Uh, it reminds us that as we come and we gather as the people of God and we take the Lord's Supper together, we're joined together with the one who fulfills this most perfectly. And, and that there is just so incredible when we really think about it we're not just doing some symbol that doesn't mean anything we're actually coming and participating with jesus in this thing with the spirit of god here with us and so it it isn't just some bland thing It, it really is experiencing what it's like to 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 lift up the cup of salvation, as the psalmist says there in 13. We do that every time we partake, and that's the joy of the Christian life.
1: Uh, One of the things I want to note, uh, so I'm not accused of plagiarism, is that some of the insights from Psalm 22, I'm digging way back to a book. I can't remember the name of the book, but it's Reggie Kid, and he wrote a book on worship that I know you and I used in seminary. Oh,
0: yeah, I remember
1: that book. Whoa, uh, were so, he
0: gave us songs, right? Wasn't it, he gave us songs? I think something like that.
1: Uh, something like that, yeah. And and so some of his insights from Psalm 22, as it relates to corporate worship and the use of music in corporate worship, um, those were his rich insights from Psalm 22. Although not totally his, but Reggie Kid helped me out with that. Hmm. I I, th- I forgot if he was at. RTS Orlando or RTS Jackson, but one of the two great insights from him. And I thank him for that.
0: Yeah. Well, well worth our, our listeners or viewers to check out just a reminder. If you're tracking along today in this special episode of Zippy, uh, we are looking at the Psalm that will take us to Wednesday on grow. So if you check back on Wednesday, share any insights you have there, on Wednesday, others will be happy to join in discussing the psalm with you. Maybe maybe there's just a verse that really speaks to you and you want to share that with everyone. Do that at grow.faithtree.com. Uh, we have two more psalms. We're going to look at both of those by Friday of this upcoming week. And so uh, let's go ahead now. And so we divided up, Jason and I divided up these psalms. He took Psalm 115 and 116. And then I really... I worked extra hard because I I took this really, really long Psalm, uh, Psalm 117. Um, And so, you know, since it's so long, I'm going to read the whole thing. Praise the Lord, all nations. Extol him, all peoples. For great is his steadfast love toward us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's only two verses, but let's not speed past it. I, as Jason and I were preparing for the show today, we we were talking about it. And, uh, comrade, you asked me, so what do you get out of Psalm 117? And it's so tempting to say, oh, it's praise, right? We should praise God. We've been talking about praising God in the last two Psalms, but what do we find here in 117 that we want to hold on to? And I think something that I've really been struck in preaching over the last few weeks, I did a series just, uh, over the end of August and early September on Psalm 2. And we see here again this theme of all nations and all peoples. Sometimes we look at the Old Testament and we think, oh, so this was a time when God was interested in, in the Israelites. And later on with Jesus, he became interested in all peoples. But, but this Psalm and the others like it, including Psalm 2, remind us, no, the Lord has always been interested in the entire earth. This is a call for everyone to praise him. All the peoples, all the nations should praise him. And the reason is really simple. Because his steadfast love towards us is great. That his faithfulness endures forever. It's Psalm, verse 2 there. That is a promise for everyone, not just certain people. That's a promise for the world. And so if you're not a believer, if you, if you feel like you're outside the people of God, This is a reminder that God invites you in. And for those of us who are in, it's a reminder we need to be inviting people and we need to be proclaiming his word. We need to make sure that all the nations can extol him and praise him. That's our call as God's people.
1: Amen. And I think, again, um, to know it's the unity of the scriptures to know that the Lord had always wanted the whole earth to come and praise him. So Rahab helping the spies, um, you know, ending up a person who Ruth, who was outside the people of God becomes a descendant of David, the king. It was always there. It was always there. Uh, Maybe the people didn't see it so clearly at times, but God, being God, uh, always sees his plan clearly and always proclaims his mercy clearly. And and it's up to us, by grace, to hear that, to listen to it as best we can. When it says here, when it says here in the Old Testament or it says listen, that's God saying, listen up. Because I'm saying something, and I'm saying something for everyone.
0: Yeah. Amen. Well, uh, comrade, shall we move on to Psalm 118?
1: I think we should.
0: Okay. Well, uh, this psalm is a little longer, but it has a very clear repeating theme of, of praising God. And we see that start out in, in verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For a steadfast love endures forever. It has me thinking of the old um, Chris Tomlin praise chorus. We did that a few weeks ago at church uh, in the, the version that Michael W. Smith reworked re and, uh, you know, that just that praise uh, of, of his enduring love. Um, but we see here it keeps building uh, in verse 2 and, and following Let Israel say that his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say that his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his steadfast love endures forever. So we see a broader invitation to to proclaim that as as it builds. And again, a reminder, we've talked about this earlier tonight, of how we can call on the Lord and his steadfast love in everything we face. So verses 6 and 7, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side. As my helper, I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. Uh, this, this reminds me, comrade, you, you and I were talking before the show. It really reminds me of what we see at the end of Romans chapter 8. Uh, if God is for us, who can be against us? Uh, this is that same theme. Nothing, nothing spiritual, nothing physical, nothing can interfere with the love of God for us, for, for those who trust in him, uh, for those who follow him. And so it's a call to to feel that comfort and security in him. And again, if you're not yet in that place, if you aren't a follower of Jesus, it's a call to, to realize this is something you can experience. And, and it's so much better than, than trying to constantly overcome earthly power, to, to, to wonder if somehow you can triumph in the end, that somehow your life can matter in the end. That it does matter to God and that he and his His love, his enduring love, is there for each of us. That's what we see as we go on to verse 8. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. And so it goes, this, this building up the, the opposition that's described of other nations opposing the psalmist. But he recognizes over and over again that God's love endures. Verse 14, the, the Lord is my strength and my song he has become. My salvation. Verse 17, I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. So we we see this this building up this over and over again of confidence in the Lord. And we we also have a demonstration of the ultimate revealing of that steadfast love of the Lord and Jesus that, that gets hinted at in several places in this psalm. Uh, For example, verse 22 is quoted repeatedly in the New Testament. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Speaking of how Jesus would be rejected, even though he was the long-promised Messiah, even though he was the fulfillment of the Lord's steadfast love, people looked on him and and didn't see him as fitting, and so he's rejected. And we see that foretold here. And the New Testament says that was the foretelling of that very thing. And I, I think it reminds us also to be on guard because just as the people that time missed what Jesus was doing right there in front of of them and they missed Jesus himself, we often miss what the Lord is doing around us. And we need to make sure to be aware that that his steadfast love is there and what it looks like and what it looks like to respond to that by praising him as the psalm calls us to. Um, In addition to that, though, Let's uh, go down just a little bit further. Comrade, at the end of the psalm, you spotted another really interesting uh, interesting messianic type. Perhaps you'd like to, to talk to talk about that.
1: Uh, remind me where I saw that.
0: You saw that in uh, verse 20, 26. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord.
1: Ah, yes. Blessed he, blessed be he who enters in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. So, um, when when the Lord came into Jerusalem, when Jesus came into Jerusalem, they were saying, "Hosanna to the Son of David." Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And there it is, and he and he's entering, and he was entering into Jerusalem. So that he could enter into the temple, so he was again serving as as he did that. Even though uh, some people didn't see it for what it was, he was entering in as the high priest of his people and uh, doing doing the work that the Lord had called him to do. And we we say this. Uh, at least at my church, we say this um, right before we take communion. So, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord is how we say it. Um, So, this reminds us of Jesus coming into Jerusalem uh, and doing his priestly work. And, And every time we trust him, and again, it's bringing us back to the Lord's Supper or the Eucharist again. But every time we do that, we, as it says in First Corinthians 11, um, each time you do this, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. So we're always, we're always. This is a wonderful thing. We're always, always, always going back to the cross, um, and and recognizing that um, everything that we have, all the good that we have, flows from Jesus as He died on the cross as His priestly work culminated there on the cross uh, and uh, implies his resurrection of course so but every every work that we do to praise him everything that we do to give him praise is is framed is couched by the cross and the resurrection yeah. um and and that makes him by the father's will that makes him worthy of praise and worthy of of the name that is above every name. So it's just wonderful to know that Jesus is still Jesus and he has done that work and it is finished. And that is the heart of our praise.
0: Amen. And that's where we can return at the very end of the Psalm, isn't it? Uh, The very last verse, verse 29, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for a steadfast love endures forever. We have that, that bookend uh, because, we can continue to praise him we can continue to experience that that faithfulness that he has for us and um that's true in everything precisely because Jesus has come and he has redeemed us and he has called us his and and so for all eternity everyone who calls on the name of the Lord can experience the blessedness of God's steadfast love these are some really, really encouraging psalms, and it's kind of fun to just do them in a big swath like this together, comrade. Uh, we normally on Zippy we'll talk about one Bible passage each episode, and on this week at Little Hills when we're going through the psalms, we'll we'll do them individually usually. But to actually just talk these over together is, is an awful lot of, of fun and encouragement, I think.
1: It is, yeah, and I, I was sort of joking. You know, as I was listening to you talk, man, you're pretty good at this. You should do this for a day job. Oh, wait, you do. <laughs> uh, thanks,
0: comrade. Well, you're—I uh, you, you, know you always encourage me with how you come before God's word and explain it and and expand upon it, uh, applying it to our lives. So, uh, all I can say is you're also good at too. And, and apparently, at the moment, you're you're teaching other things as your day job. But but sheesh, you. you, you you certainly bless God's people by sharing.
1: Well, I, I, I'm happy to be paid right now for teaching Jane Austen, Uh, but yeah, God's word will always be my first love. So
0: yes. there we go. Uh, may it be for all of us. Um, we do have a lot of other interests though. And I'll just mention for those who might be hearing us banter for the first time, because we usually do this separately as part of the podcast, that if you're interested in more, uh, the Zippy the Wonder Snail podcast is part of the Faith Tree Network that Little Hills participates in. And, and so I encourage you to go to ZippyTheWondersnail.com and subscribe on all your favorite podcasting services. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on the Amazon Podcast Store, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You name it, we're there. And you can get a lot of witty banter. I can't even get witty out, so it doesn't sound like much banter. But uh, you can get all kinds of... Great stuff, or at least hear us thinking we're saying great stuff on a regular basis by subscribing to the podcast. And uh, we'll talk about some of our first love of scripture, uh, but also other things that amuse us and interest us and things happening in the world because we have the tagline that it's news and culture that matter to you coming from two Christian guys. And uh, so hopefully you'll check that out. Also, if you are listening, for the first time to a This Week at Little Hills devotional, you normally listen to Zippy the Wondersnail, opposite invitation. Please check us out. We're up every week at grow.faithtree.com. This year, as we've been talking, we are going through the Psalms. We last year went through 52 books of the Bible in 52 weeks. We're going to need to be talking about what we're doing next year, but there's always encouragement and lots of other encouraging devotionals and sermons and so on at Grow.FaithTree.com, our second sponsor of the show today, and so hope you'll check that out. It's kind of neat to to have the different parts of what we do uh, in the Faith Tree Little Hills Open for Business Universe. Uh, certainly something that that I'm thankful my co-commissar Jason shows up throughout at different times. Um, it's neat to have the worlds collide. It's like remember what was it in the 1990s? The yeah, NBC would have all the sitcoms where the characters would cross over and there'd be like, I, I remember once, uh, I think there was like a hurricane that hit all the different sitcoms and they were crossing over between episodes or something. It's sort of like that tonight, isn't it?
1: Yeah. We're, we're, our, our, our universe, uh, maybe it's not as big as the Marvel, Marvel universe, but we're starting to starting to get things going. You're a little... You're a little oh, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah.
0: Yeah, this is sort of like this is like the, one of those Avengers movies, right? The different pieces come together, and, and we're ready to face Ultron or or um, or Thanos or or whomever might be coming, be coming next. <laughs> so let's see, uh, uh, who are you in, in that universe, Iron Man? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, i I think I I think I'm snarky Robert Downey Jr. saying yeah, yeah, something I see quippy.
0: I can totally see you as, as, um, good old Iron Man, uh, good old Starmer. Yeah. <laughs> who am I then? Hmm. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs>
0: I can't tell you
1: who you are, Tim. Yeah. I, th- th-
0: you know, this is something that got me in trouble from, from my earliest days. I always, there were too many times I liked the the villains, I suppose because I was going to say, well, maybe I could be Loki. I, I do I, I do have to say I really do like Loki, but uh, maybe that's a bad thing to say as a pastor, so uh, we'll scratch that from the record.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cut that out of the <laughs> <laughs> <over>. uh, uh.
0: <laughs> Anyway, please do subscribe to our podcast at your favorite podcasting store, Zippy the Wonder Snail, and check out grow.faithtree.com for more devotional content. Thanks for joining us on this crossover episode. It certainly has been a delight. And as always, comrade, I, I delight in getting to share these adventures with you.
1: You as well. Thank you again, Tim.
0: Um, my pleasure. Oh, and one more thing. In, in the great spirit of, of Steve Jobs' old presentations, one more thing. Let me just mention that we are beginning a brand new series on our live streaming Monday Night Sermon series. Next week, we are starting the series, Is This Going Anywhere?, looking at the span of history from the beginning of the Bible to our present day and what we find in the Bible and how it encourages us to understand where everything is going. So please do check that out next Monday night. Of course, in-person worship also continuing our series, Kingdom Now, in the in the Sermon on the Mount on sunday at 5:30, and then the new monday night series at 7 p.m and that's enough announcements for now we're out of here what a joy it has been and i hope to see all of our friends that will be uh, taking part in this very soon once again at some of these other opportunities and maybe on the next to be the wonder snail podcast thank you comrade
1: thank you tim